this episode of My Cat's Tale, we catch up with Malcolm over Christmas. We nearly lost him back in the summer. He was hit by a car. He was in a bad way. I don't think there's a day that goes by. I think, I can't believe you're still here. Isn't it wonderful? If there's one thing Malcolm doesn't like, it's being woken up when he's in a nice, cosy sleep. Malcolm, sorry, it's because this chair is next to the radiator <laughs> and he was all asleep and cuddled up and happy and I've just moved him to sit down and he really is not happy with me. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. Oh dear. Really not happy boy. <laughs> Welcome to Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh dear, if there's one thing Malcolm doesn't like, it's being woken up when he's in a nice cosy sleep, I'm afraid. But what is good is to hear Malcolm. Yes, he's full of beans. He's full of life. He's very healthy, very happy. Um, he's annoyed now because I've just moved him. But but yeah, he's he's really doing very, very well. It is a delight to welcome you back to the podcast, <laughs> Caroline, with one of the most unconventional starts we've had uh, this year. And it <laughs> is a delight to hear Malcolm. Our long-time listeners will be, ne- will be now having a nice little holiday smile and cheer to themselves. We're recording this just before Christmas. You should hear this between Christmas and New Year. But for those new to the podcast, and there are many of you, thank you, Malcolm might not have seen this Christmas. And that's not a dramatic overselling there, is it? <clears throat> no, definitely not. No, I mean, uh, all our followers will know that uh, we nearly lost him back in the summer. He was hit by a car and... Uh, and the car didn't stop. Um, we don't know. I, I like to think that they didn't realise they'd hit him. Um, but he was found in the road and he was in a bad way. He'd broken his jaw in several places and it was dislocated. And uh, and he dislocated his hip as well. So, yeah, he was in a bad way. Um, and because, it, because of the jaw, that was the worst thing. Because he had to have his jaw wired for eight weeks, which proved so very difficult um he had to be fed through a tube but then he pulled the tube out and they couldn't get the tube back in so yeah by the by the end of the time I mean they did take the the wire off a week early to try and help out but um he was unwell by that point as well because they hadn't been able to get enough nutrition into him um and his kidneys were failing well they said his kidneys were failing he's got more than nine lives this cat honestly um so after all of that we thought we were going to lose him with his kidneys um and we had a terrifying night where we really thought that was it after everything we'd been through but then you know he rallied again unbelievable and i i had one night in floods of tears thinking that was it phoned the vet the next morning and uh He'd he'd rallied. I mean, I was in floods of tears, even ringing the vet, and uh, she said, "Oh, oh no, he's he's really bright this morning," <laughs> and I nearly fell off my chair. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He's just incredible. He's the most incredible cat. We talked a lot in the previous podcast about his injuries, about that sort of immediate healthcare, but also about the community and the followers and the support and the love that the whole household had, and. I just wanted to come back at Christmas and just ch- check everything was okay. And it, it, it is. And he's, as, as we can hear, he's as angry as you would expect. But also to talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about convalescence in a cat. 
because cats rarely show pain. They try not to show any injuries and everything. So when Malcolm has such a long recovery, what's it been like dealing with a post-injury cat? Um, yeah, I'm really glad you're asking that, actually, because uh, it's it's been tough and challenging. I mean, rewarding as well, obviously, because we are just delighted every day we still have him. You know, we, we I don't think there's a day that goes by. I don't look at him and think, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you're still here. Isn't it wonderful? Um, but it's also challenging. And obviously, we're playing that out in a public arena in a way because because of his popularity and, and our number of followers and and because as you know he's only here because of those amazing followers who all helped us to pay the extortionate you know extortionate bet bills that it accumulated um thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds um uh, so we feel that we owe we owe them we we do we do owe them and malcolm owes them so it's important that um, I keep everybody up to date and I, I I try very hard to keep on top of interacting with everybody. Since since his accident, he has gained so many more followers who have sort of found him through because of the accident. And uh, there, are, there are a lot more comments and, and likes and, and messages every day than there used to be, which is just wonderful. But I feel guilty. I have a terrible sense of guilt that I can't always reply to everybody. Well, I can't reply to everybody individually every day. I just can't do it. Um, and everybody wants to know how he's doing. Um, and people ask questions. And again, all of that is is wonderful. And I just hope that people don't think that um, I'm not replying individually to everyone because I don't care enough or or something, you know, because we care deeply about everybody all of our followers and i wish i wish i didn't have to work so that i could sit every day and just you know talk to talk to everybody um but lots of lots of things have been thrown up in the air in this public arena about how you should look after a cat um do you know the main one the main thing that people are concerned about is whether he's going to go back outside or not and I welcome the chance to sort of discuss that really in public because it's a it's a big deal. It's an important one. And everybody has an opinion on it. Well, I say everybody, not everybody. That's not true. But a lot of people have an opinion on it. Um, and there's a big discrepancy between our American friends and people who live over here in the UK because... In my understanding, I'm not an expert, of course, but in my understanding of it is that in in America, cats generally don't go out because there are there are lots of uh, there are wild animals that that kill them and and things. I'm, as I say, I, I don't know exactly, but it's far more rare for cats to be outdoor cats. So initially, when I first started sharing Malcolm's uh, journey on Twitter, um, people were American. Americans were horrified that he was going outdoors. You know, get that cat back in immediately. You know, he's in danger. And I used to explain, you know, no, we don't have, I think it's coyotes or other things that, you know, that kill cats over there. You know, we don't have that. It's okay. He's safe. He's okay. Um, and he's been an outdoor cat for 14 years, you know, since we, and before that, I mean, he lived on the streets for a bit before, um, before we rescued him. So he was very much an outdoor cat. 
So suddenly um, people saying, well, you know, now you can't, you can't let him back out now. now obviously he's, he was hit by a car. You can't, he can't go back outside now. And this has troubled us greatly. Not, not just because obviously people are saying that, but because for us, we don't, you know, if I had my way, I'd never let him out of my sight, you know, ever again. But it has to come down to what's best for him. You know, I can't, I couldn't bear for him to be miserable and unhappy because he was very much an outdoor cat. He loved the outdoors. Um, so we spoke to the his consultant about it when he had his special, you know, emergency operations and follow up and everything. We 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 discussed it. Do you think he should go out? And the specialist, he he said very much. If he wants to go out, yes, you should let him out. You mustn't let your fears interfere with his life. This is his life and his happiness, you know. So there was that to bear in mind. But then there were some people on Twitter saying, if you let him out again, I won't be able to follow you anymore because I'll be too worried, which I understand. I, I totally get that. Um, I was terrified of letting him out. <laughs> um, and we have had this debate going round and round. Um, myself and my husband, um, everyone's had a, had a say. So what's happened so far is that he... I think we decided if he was desperate, if he was like he used to before his accident, he would scratch at that door until we let him out. He would not rest, you know. It was very clear. This is the time I want to go out now. Yes, let me out now. And he would not stop, you know. Um, so we we sort of agreed that he, if he did that, we would have to let him out because we couldn't let him. Malcolm let him is clearly saying what he wants. Yes, exactly, exactly. What's interesting is that he hasn't done that, but he does ask every day. Every day he has a little bit of a scratch at the door and looks at us and we say, no, not now, Malcolm, and he leaves it and he doesn't pursue it. So he hasn't, I say he hasn't been out. A couple of times he went into the garden. This was in the early days when he was early recuperating. He went into the garden and we were there with him standing around him watching him um and that was okay he was having a sniff around he sat in the grass for a bit uh this is when the weather was warmer but then one day when he did that he he leapt up onto the uh onto the fence and into our next door neighbor's garden and uh my husband rushed around to retrieve him brought him back and then we that was it that was the last time he went out so I still, I mean, we still talk about it almost on a daily basis. My husband's more in favour of him having his freedom, and I'm more in favour of him staying in because I'm scared, and I feel guilty about that, you know. But and that's uh, caring, isn't it? That's the, I completely get guilt, and I don't think anybody would disagree with it. But also, that guilt can only come from a place of love. Oh yes, I mean. You know, but then my husband loves him so so much. I think I said last time he loves him more than he loves me. <laughs> we joke about this. He adores he adores Malcolm, but he still thinks you know. I mean, he he's scared too, but he still thinks you know, we should let him out. I think. But the final decision has been given to Malcolm. Well, yes, he does ask. He does ask. Is he, he, is he asking or is he just checking? Is he sort of well? I don't know. Okay, right there. 
I don't know. I mean, it does surprise me that he doesn't ask more. As I say, he, he knows his own mind, does Malcolm, and he, he, he lets us know. And he, he, before, he would not be kept in. I mean, he would not be kept in. Uh, but so do you think that's part of his coming to terms with what happened? Because he, you know, I'm, you know, there's still going to be aches and pains and crack, crack, crack not cracked bones, but just cricks and bones and, and creaks and everything that are going through his body right now. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's, we we haven't had to have a follow up at the vets apart from you know once he had the all clear with his kidneys, um, that's that's been it really. So. I'm not entirely sure how many aches and pains he has. I mean, we've got to the point now, he had a bit of a wobble, a bit of a swagger for a while with his hip, you know, but I don't really see that anymore either. He, he I don't really see any indication of him being in any pain or um, he's not slower than he used to be. He dashes around the house. If anything, he's more playful in the house because maybe because he's not going out um he's ripping up my my uh stair carpet oh my goodness me the carpet is really suffering um since he was uh an indoor cat um but yeah i wouldn't you wouldn't know you wouldn't know now that he'd had this terrible incident there is one thing that has big change that everybody can see i'm looking at that twitter account and somebody's been added to that twitter account yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, again, I didn't. I don't do anything without throwing it open to the followers first. But yes, um, there was a general feeling that because Baby Dog kept that account going while Malcolm was recuperating, and he tweeted every day and he kept everybody up to date with what was going on, it felt as though it was should be time to add him to the name. Yes. So Malcolm and Baby Dog and. Uh, I threw it open to the followers. What do you think? And it was a resounding yes. So that's why he's there. And how are those two relating now? How has that recovery period been? Well, Malcolm was recovering for baby dog. And not not just because I remember it's like he was waiting for Malcolm to come out of the cage. But then that sort of Malcolm still weak period. Yeah. Yes. And he has, um, He's he's much... I think baby dog, he's much gentler with Malcolm now than he was. He used to be a bit boisterous, let's say. Um, <clears throat> he's still a bit boisterous, but he doesn't, he doesn't like with the beds, you know, bed gate, we call it. And now sleigh gate we're having with this, this sleigh that he's got, <laughs> you know, in the old days, baby dog would have pulled him around in it. And now he doesn't, he just, you know, there's a few attempts to tip him off, but then, okay, all right, you win. Um, Whereas, you know, in the old days, he would have pulled him around. <laughs> so, um, yes, I think maybe maybe he understands, you know, after everything that, that Malcolm's been through, that he needs to be a bit a bit more patient. And obviously now we've got baby Ralph on the scene and uh, baby dog is having to come to terms with with him and understanding him. And he's a young cat, you know. So um, it's been a learning curve. Why bring Ralph, why bring another animal in? Well, I didn't bring him in. He invited himself in. <laughs> oh, it's one of those cats, is it? Yes. I mean, he doesn't, he belongs to our neighbours and uh, he's not ours. Um, and he appeared on the scene just before Malcolm's accident. And uh, he he was hanging around Malcolm all the time outside. Um, 
and uh, then obviously we didn't Malcolm had his accident was wasn't going out and then and then baby Ralph actually we hadn't seen him for a while and we checked with the neighbors and he'd he'd fallen out of a tree and broken his leg so uh, he was he was recuperating inside for quite a long time since he came back out because he's he has returned to being an outdoor cat he has just been inviting himself in here a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and um he's not here at the moment but um the last few days he's he's been here a lot um i can't keep him out you know open the door to let uh, baby dog out into the garden and ralph zooms in um took up possession of the sleigh which um i think baby dog was more put out about the sleigh being uh, used than Malcolm was. Malcolm's Malcolm's all about sharing with baby Ralph. He's happy with that. Um, but yes, he's here a lot. Um, and in the end, we have to put him out. You know, go home. Go home, Ralph. <laughs> uh, it just sounds like a wonderful Christmas house. It sounds like a wonderful house, but at this time of year, to have the extra joy of Christmas on top of everything else must must feel so, so wonderfully comfortable. Yes. It's lovely. Um, I mean, they complete our family, obviously. And um, Christmas is just as much about them as it is about the children. And uh, they've got their stockings, which they'll be, we'll be hanging those up on Christmas Eve. Um, And they've got their Christmas toys. Um, And they've been receiving Christmas cards from, from followers, which is just lovely. So thank you out there. If you've sent them a Christmas card, that's just lovely. Yeah, because you do have that huge community online as well. Oh, quick question. What's your, do you support a football team? I don't, um, but my husband supports Chelsea. Ah, right. That's handy because I have a list. Because you were talking there about the size of the community and how sometimes it's really hard to reply to all of them? Yes. Here's the interesting thing. I've looked at your follower count, and it's 41,100-ish. Right. Stamford Bridge's capacity is <laughs> 41,600. No way. So I want you to imagine yourself standing in the middle of Stamford Bridge with <laughs> Malcolm... And you saying, I'm sorry, I can't reply to every single one of you individually. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny. My daughter, my youngest, um, Daisy, I've never said her name in public before. Her name's Daisy. She's the little one. She said to me, Mummy, you should do a meet and greet a meet and greet and it's something that's been going round and round in my head obviously there are we have followers from all around the world um who can't you know come but you know there there are also people you know nearer who might like to come and it, it goes around and round in my head about how I could possibly do that maybe we should hire Stamford Bridge <laughs> you just need a friendly we just have all the Chelsea team and a whole bundle of cats and dogs and one of those big footballs that they can push around with their nose yeah that would that would be good wouldn't it uh it would be so nice to meet some of our followers face to face you know we've got some really lovely loyal ones who have been with us for since the beginning and and they comment every day and they they're so supportive and so lovely and uh oh I often think oh, wouldn't it be nice to meet them all face to face well, yeah. you're going to need a really, really big stadium. Yes. But I think that just shows how much love there is 
for Malcolm, for Baby Dog, where Ralphie pops up occasionally, and you, your whole household, just giving them all the love they want. That's Christmas, isn't it? Uh, it is, it is, it is. And it's a, a really good opportunity for me to say Merry Christmas to everybody, if I may. Only if I get to say in a happy Hogmanay at the end. <laughs> oh, of course, because you're in Scotland, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Christmas is just a warm-up yeah. for us. No, absolutely. It's all about New Year. <laughs> well, Caroline, thanks very much for coming on to tell us the next part of Malcolm's story. As always, the stories that we tell of the cats here are only just part of the story. The stories continue. You can find people on Facebook, on Twitter, on Hurdle Pile, on Tumblr, or whatever your big social networks are. But wherever there are, there are cats. And wherever there are, are cats, there are people. And wherever there are people around cats, there are love. And that's really what we're celebrating on this podcast this year and into next year. Caroline, for your story and for everybody who's been on the podcast and all their stories, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Lovely to see you again. You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstalepod.com and support us on Patreon. Christmas tale there from Malcolm the Cat and Baby Dog and everybody else with Caroline in the household. Just a, a nice little bit of uplifting stories there between Christmas and Hogmanay. And that's what we do here at My Cat's Tale. We celebrate the lives of our feline friends. Thank you for listening throughout 2022. We're going to go into 2023 with even more stories. And you can listen to all of them mycatstailpod.com wherever you find your podcasts we'll be there and if you want to support us patreon.com slash mycatstailpod happy hogmanay